Amen. Amen. We give all praise and honor to our Father and His precious Son, Jesus Christ. We are so grateful that all of you decided to join in with us on this Thursday evening Bible study. If you will open up your Bibles to Romans chapter 8, we're going to be looking at verses 28 and 29. That's Romans chapter 8. And we're going to be taking a look at this evening at the purpose of God. This is the purpose that God has for us in our lives. And we want to break this down, the two verses. First of all, in the verse 28, it starts out and says, And we know. Of course, we is for those that are in Christ, not the unsaved. And we know who are in Christ are not assuming or guessing. What we know, we know and are sure of it. Just like we know what works naturally, we know what works in God spiritually. Now in this next part of it, it says, we know that all things work together for good. Whatever is happening in your life, it is working for your good. We are talking to the believers today. When we say all things, we are talking about the afflictions, not your sins. I'm not talking about things done outside of his grace and goodness. I'm not talking about foolishness you've gotten yourselves into. I'm talking about this dispensation, all conditions, whatsoever it may be, in prosperity or adversity, health or sickness, liberty or captivity, life or death, though you may not see it at the time, God's glory in his children is working for their good, and they shall be furthered and advanced by it. And is and is going to work for their good. It said for your good. Just like a boxer may not understand everything they have to do before a fight. They may not agree with all the sacrifices. But when it comes down to the fight. They see how it works for their good as it goes on. What is working for your good does not apply to anybody. It applies to them that love God. Everyone who says they are in God may not love God. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Show God some love by obeying what he asks you to do. Some of the things that happened to us would not happen if we would just do as he said. Then it says, to them who are the called according to his purpose. It is for those that are in him. For those that have been called by him. A call that comes from God to them. Paul said, but when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace. 
to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the heathen. Immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood or I did not consult with another person. Verse 29 says, for whom he did foreknow. God knew you before the foundation of the world. God knew you before you came. He knew what you would do when you came. And he knows where you will end up. That is why he has given us all the tools. He has given us all the help we need. So we may have a good end. And so all things will work for our good. In Jeremiah 1 and 5, God said this to Jeremiah. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee the prophet unto the nations. God knows those that are his and we must trust God's judgment. God has chosen and ordained the best. And we need to begin to believe we are that best. By him choosing, it also says he also did predestinate. This word for no means God knows all souls to either salvation or damnation. Wherever you are destined to go, God knows. And he has chosen you according to what he knows. He knows the best job in Christ for you. He knows what you can bear. He knows what you can handle. He knows what you need. And he knows what you don't need also. But know this. Whatever it is you have or don't have at any time. You have been chosen to be conformed to the image of his son. Being conformed to his image is, is the success of overcoming your image. Father God wants you to be conformed to or changed to his son's image. Let's take the first part of the word conform. Con, C-O-N, means to study, read, or examine carefully. Form is to shape or become shaped. To develop in the mind. Let's stick with this word conform for a moment. Romans 12 and 2 says. Be not conformed to this world. We do not want to study, examine and be shaped and developed into the world and it and its ways. It is not the world or cares of the world that we should be following. But in Philippians 2, 5 and 6, it said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Having the mind of Christ is to have the thoughts, the memory and manifestation, the consciousness and intelligence of Christ. Being in the form, meaning being developed as Christ is developed. You cannot be conformed to the image without having the mind that the image has. Mm -hmm. Image is the reproduction of the form 
or developed mind of a person who is Jesus. It is a sculptured likeness of not after flesh, but by spirit. We were made in the image and likeness of them, being Father God and Jesus Christ. And since we have lost that status by Adam, it is time for us to conform back to the image and the likeness of them by Jesus. The last part of Romans 8.29 said that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Jesus did what we could not do. Jesus has made the way that was blocked. Jesus opened the doors to communication. Now we can talk with God for ourselves. Jesus has changed our status with God. Now we not only have fellowship with God, but we also now have a relationship with God. We are no more just servants, but we now have become sons and daughters. Let us look a little closer to being conformed to the image of Christ. Go with me to Philippians 2, starting at verse 7. It says, but made himself, this being Jesus, of no reputation. Jesus did not put himself in high esteem. Jesus was despised and rejected of men and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. The scripture says he, being Jesus, was despised and esteemed him not. We esteemed him not. Jesus did not come to please himself. In fact, it tells us in Romans 15, 3, the reproaches of them that reproach thee fell on me. When we say he took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men, we are actually saying he brought himself from all things as it were to nothing by taking our manhood upon him. He emptied himself meaning he laid aside the brightness of his glory and took the shape of you and I. Verse 8 says, And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Hebrews says, Though he were a son, yet he learned obedience by the things he suffered. He condescended to die, even though he was not liable. Because Jesus never sinned. The scripture says the wages of sin is death. But Jesus knew no sin. Therefore, he had the right as a human to immortality. But Jesus paid the price for what we done. By taking all of our sins upon himself. That we should have the life that we lost by sin. Verse 9 says, wherefore. God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. This is why we must understand why this name is so powerful and important. I want you to see what is happening here and understand how and what God feels about his son and what he wants you to know and understand about him. Go with me to Ephesians 1. Starting at 17. 
Ephesians 1, starting in verse 17. And read along with me. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he brought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world, but also in that which is to come and has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head of over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Jesus has done something no other person could do. Jesus has redeemed us. Jesus has given us a way back to God. Jesus has provided us with a communication we did not have. Being without Jesus is being without hope. Back to Philippians 2, 10 and 11, it says that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We need to understand this. All those nations, all those denominations, all those religions and beliefs that are denying and will not acknowledge Christ, the time is coming when they will. Jesus always did those things that pleased his father. Our sole goal purpose should be as well to always do those things that please God. And we can do this by doing and keeping the purpose of God. By being conformed to the image of his son, Christ Jesus. First Thessalonians 2 and 4 said, But as God tested and approved us before entrusting us with his good news, so in what we say we are seeking not to please men, but to please God who tests and approves our motives. With that, my time is up and I thank you for yours.